Welcome to Just Talking with Dr. Lena podcast. This is a weekly 15-minute podcast that highlights couple successes and challenges. Each episode gives insight to everyday issues that bring clarity to relationship problems and offers couple and family growth. Today's episode continues exploring types and elements of communication. Keep in mind, it is easy to transfer a message from the sender, who is the speaker, to the receiver, who is the listener. The hard part is knowing whether the receiver understood. When there's a problem with the exchange and understanding each other, that's what causes us to say, what did he say? What did she say? (laughs) There was a breakdown in communication. I want you to know what the four types of communication are that we will discuss. There's other types of communication. I just chose these four. They're simple. They're basic. There are four types of communication we'll talk about. The first one is verbal communication. The second one is nonverbal communication. The third is visual communication. And the fourth is written communication. First, let's begin with verbal communication. Now, verbal communication is the use of language to transfer information through speaking or sign language. These are used during presentations, video conferences, on the phone, meetings, and one-on-one conversation. I'm going to give you a few examples, and as I give them, I want you to begin thinking about how you use verbal communication. As I think verbal communication of where I've seen it recently, I am seeing more people using sign language. I, I, I tell you, before now, <laughs> I had not, I was wondering where were the sign language individuals who use that? I hadn't seen them in years. And now all of a sudden they're out, they're just uh, talking with each other using their hands. And it's quite interesting to see how they speak. That is their way of verbally communicating with their hands. Right now, I am giving a presentation, a, which is verbal communication. Many of you do this maybe at church, at work, in a group, or in other settings. We speak on the phone several times a day. Each time we are using verbal communication. Anyone here go to meetings, whether it's at work or you you go to your group meetings, probably speak during the meeting. We've already talked about the phone. Can you count the times in a day you have a conversation with someone? There is a one-on-one conversation, which is in person. Now, I'm not talking about the phone. The one-on-one is face-to-face. You're having dinner, talking with someone at a restaurant. You know, you're, you're face-to-face. You're sitting side-by-side on the couch or in a chair. You're face-to-face. How about in the grocery store? 
Do you ever talk to people you don't know in the grocery store? Yep, me too. I'm always looking for somebody to help me find something. Sir, oh, to the worker, I'm saying, worker, uh, hey, can you help me find the, 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 the baking soda? And you know I got to tell a story. I'm trying to cook a cake and I don't have my, I don't have my baking soda, but through that conversation, it's someone you don't even know. And you're having a one-on-one -on -one conversation. That's why I mostly have a conversation in the grocery store, trying to find some item. When you visit with someone, say in school or at home with your kids, grown kids, young kids, grandkids, you must have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with each one separate at some point during the day. If you have kids in your life, if you're, you've got to go and, and, and talk to the teacher about the kid or however you communicate with your school, at some point during a day, you'll be doing that. And I'm just trying to point out how you verbally communicate. You communicate with your spouse, your significant other. Oh yeah. How about with your friend? And it could be a girlfriend, a guy friend, your friend. All of these are verbal communication, whether in a one-on-one -on -one communication, or I should say conversation, or in a group, verbal communication is a big part of our lives. At the gym, definitely, yes. At church, yes. That first person or second person you meet, you more than likely give them a hug. And before you know it, you're having a conversation. Girl, how you been? How's your family? There it is. There's that verbal conversation. It just comes right out. We're going to move on to nonverbal communication. Is the use of body language. That's nonverbal communication. It's gestures and facial expressions to convey information to others. Now just think about when you're having a conversation on money, how those non-verbal <laughs> signs start to appear, okay? No words are coming out of your mouth, but the way your body looks, your eyes, your hand movement, it's speaking for you. You don't need to give words. Nonverbal communication is used intentionally sometimes and it's unintentional other times. It just happens. So here's some examples of nonverbal communication. Nonverbal communication is smiling. Anytime someone smiles at you and you don't have to know the person, but they smile as they're passing by, they just nonverbally communicated something to you. Sometimes emotion, rolling our eyes. Now, how many times have we ourselves rolled our eyes? And especially when we were younger, or even you'll see kids nowadays <laughs> rolling their eyes. That is nonverbal communication. It means something. So here's something to think about. When someone smiles at you, what does that mean? Depending on who it is, let's say a child, when a child smiles, it means they are happy. They could be happy to see you or be with you. When a child smiles, we return the smile with a smile. It's automatic. The child is smiling. We're going to smile. I've seen in the grocery store, the baby sitting up in the cart 
And as the baby passes by, somehow they got to smile. And you know, I'm going to smile back, <laughs> back with them. And I know you do the same thing. We haven't said a word that child even understands what the smile means. And we definitely understand what the smile means. All right. Now, let's say that a young lady is, is passing by a young man. <laughs> and, and he wink. A wink is nonverbal. Or he may smile. Now, depending on how the young lady took that smile or wink, what was the meaning to her, she may do the same thing back or she may not. Okay? Nonverbal communication is everywhere. Nod nodding your head is nonverbal communication. A handshake or when an autistic person points at something, we know exactly what that autistic person is meaning when they point at that or anyone else. Now, oh, here's a couple others. Uh, when, when people cross their arms, that has meaning. <laughs> when people put their hands on their hips, that has meaning. There was one other good one. Oh, oh, uh, watching the clock. When you're in church, you begin to watch the clock. Oh, the preacher is taking too long. Or you're in a meeting and you're watching the clock. When is this meeting going to be over? When you start or you're pointing to your watch, you're telling your, your child or a coworker or someone, hey, I need that now. Come on, look at the clock. And you got five minutes. Finish that up. Pointing at your clock. You don't have to say a word but you're pointing at the clock. They know what that means. Oh, I'm late. I got to hurry up. We use a nonverbal communication throughout the day. Okay. So again, imagine how your nonverbal communication appears to someone you might be having a financial discussion with. Nonverbal communication matters. All right, let's go to the third type of communication. It is visual communication. Now that's like using photographs. You can point to a photograph with another person and don't have to say a word. It could be a memory and they have the same memory with you. You could be in a presentation pointing to a photograph or uh, explaining a point and you just point to the photograph and they know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, through art, Art is visual communication. I know some of you may go to art museums. You know, people don't talk in there. They're quiet. They're, they're just looking at the, the, the beautiful art. Whatever nonverbal communication they're using, you can tell whether they like that, <laughs> that piece of art or they don't. Consider your audience, and your audience is who you're talking to, that other person or persons you're talking with and make sure they will understand the visual that you decide to use. So in finances, you might have a piece of paper and you're adding up the numbers, okay? Numbers are not clear. That's your visual. What you're writing down, that's visual for each of you to see. TV is visual. <laughs> Now, written communication is writing, typing, 
or printing symbols. Now, I don't know if many of you write letters anymore <laughs> or write a write write a card or send your send a card and write your name or write words on there, but that is written communication. Typing emails, those are written communications. But the key to written communication, because you you don't see the nonverbal communication taking place because the person is not in front of you. You don't hear them because they're using their words to get their point across or their message across. In written communication, remember you are not writing to yourself. It's amazing how we forget it's understood how I wrote it to me. But does the person reading that, do they understand how I wrote it and get the meaning that I intended? That's the hard part about writing. Uh, you can't add anything. It's all in your words. No, no verbal, no nonverbal. You might could throw some pictures in your writing. You could use a little visual, but you've got to think about, will the other person understand? what I am writing. As an example, we we leave notes. We, we leave notes for our kids. Uh, take out the trash, put that on the refrigerator or wherever you want them to see it. You've already told them, now you're going to write it. So they'll remember to do that. We'll leave some notes for our uh, spouses or friends or significant others. We'll send a text. A text is uh, <laughs> writing, but is what you said in that text clear to the person receiving it? So the main thing I want you to rem remember about writing communication is ensure you know how you've written that. The other person will understand it the way you did. In, in, in written communication, especially typing or emails, when people, I'm t I've been taught that when people use capital letters, guess what that means? They're shouting. So you get some emails or some texts that have capital letters throughout the whole thing that they're writing. It's shouting. That's what I've been taught. Be careful when using capital letters in your emails and texts. And, and, and when you're writing, many, many people print in capital letters. That amazes me how they print all the words in capital letters. How is that? <laughs> anyway, just be aware how it looks, how it sounds to the other person. In written communication, a poem, uh, filling out an application, uh, a book, the book, oh, you should, you should, I, I did want to mention up in uh, nonverbal communication, when you're reading a book, oh boy, you, do you, can you imagine the nonverbal uh, uh, communication you display? If the book is scary or violent, your face is going to change when you read those words of what's happening in the book. Your nonverbal communication shows when you read an email that, Maybe it has good news. Oh my goodness, your eyes are going to, to get wide. Uh, hey, I'm giving you a promotion. You're like, a promotion? Wow, 
you know, your whole face changes non-verbally because of what you just read. Now I have just a little bit more. I do want to hit on the elements of communication and I'm going to go through them rather quickly. I see that our time is winding down. The elements are sender, receiver, message, medium, and feedback. Communication begins with the sender. Right now, I am the sender. I am the speaker. I am sending a message. The sender has a command, a request, a question, or an idea. It must be spoken or given in a way to understand. And another way to understand is written, and you got to write clear. Be very, there's, ooh, you got to write clear for the other person to understand. Your, your text messages got to be clear. Your notes that you leave got to be clear. You are the sender when you put that out for someone else. Now, the receiver. Oh, let's talk about that receiver. This is the person who a message is directed. Okay? So right now, I am the sender. You are the receiver. Make sure the receiver is able to receive the sender's information. That means if, if there is some destruction between the sender and the receiver, if I had music in the background, you could not hear me very well and the receiver would not get the message clearly. If there is any kind of noise, there could be a, a truck out there sweeping the street and it's very noisy. I'm speaking as the sender, but the receiver will not get the total message because that noise is, is breaking up my voice. So the sender is the speaker. The receiver is the listener. Between the sender and the receiver, there is a message. And the message is content or words the sender wants to relay to the receiver. That's the message. What are you trying to say? And whether it's in sign language or, or uh, verbally spoke, the message has to be clear. Next is the medium. This is the channel by which a message is transmitted. Oh boy, that's the T. So the TV is okay, it's giving all kinds of messages through the commercials, through the movies that we watch, the shows. You are the receiver when you're watching TV and you want it to be clear. You don't want the kids running around, get out of my way. I want to see, I want to hear. You want that to be clear. You're in you're messing up my show. <laughs> You want it to be clear so you can understand what went on. That's a medium. Text messages transmitted through the medium of cell phone. Okay, so the medium is the cell phone. How did the message get to you? Last but not least, feedback. Oh, this is, the, this is so important. The message received and understood, then there is a response 
from the receiver. That response can be just using the sound of uh-huh, feedback. So you're, you're talking with someone and they say, uh-huh, that means they got it. Or you're talking with someone and they'll say, they'll nod their head. Yeah, they don't say anything, but they're nodding their head. That's feedback. Or the best type of feedback is to speak, to say what the sender said in your own words, indicating, I understand completely. So what you're saying is, and then repeat what that sender said in your own words. That tells the sender, the speaker, that they understood your message. And that feedback goes back and forth and back and forth until the conversation is over. That's why the feedback is so important. But you need all the other things that I talked about to get the total message. So let me repeat, the elements of communication are sender, receiver, message, medium, and feedback. You need all of that. Plus know the types of communication, <laughs> verbal communication, nonverbal communication, visual communication, and written communication. All of that helps you understand what someone else is saying to you. In summary, or as I close, in your notes or in your thoughts, I want you to have what the communication process is. It refers to the exchange of information and that exchange is in the form of a message that moves between two or more people. That is effective communication. The point is being made. Everybody understands. The four types of communication, verbal communication, nonverbal communication, visual communication, and written communication. Lastly, the five elements of communication. The sender, know who that is. The receiver, know who that is. The message should be clear. The medium, where is it coming from? And feedback. In this episode, we looked at the types of communication and the elements of communication further. We are not done. You will hear more about the types and the elements of communication in future episodes. In the next episode, we will look at a couple of conversations using the types and elements of communication and see how those conversations can be improved. In each episode, I hope to help couples and families be strengthened, empowered, and unified within the family unit. If you have a conversation that went wrong and want to share it, send it through email. Your conversation may be selected in an upcoming episode for discussion. See the Contact Us section. What kind of relationship would we have without communication? Also, please take a moment to share this podcast.
podcast with a family member or friend. Thank you for listening. Until next time, take care of yourself and your family. Thank you.